there's no rush here. <laughs> I can develop these systems. I can develop these routines over time. The house is still going to be here. The mess will still be here. I can start to implement these things little by little. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the program, I'm joined by the Clean Mama, well, the founder of Clean Mama, Becky Rappenchuk. She is the author of Simply Clean and the Organically Clean Home and the Clean Mama's Guide to a Peaceful Home. She's been an advisor and home care expert for brands like Dyson, I happen to own a Dyson, Home Depot, Martha Stewart Bissell, Samsung Home Appliances, and more. And Becky is the go-to expert for Better Homes and Gardens, Real Simple, The New York Times, so many more. I'm so glad to have her on the program because we're going to talk about you know routines, things that you can do and that I can do because I work from home and I'm a stay-at-home parent to help you have a peaceful and yet productive home. So here now is my conversation with Becky Rappenchuk on the Productivityist Podcast. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome Becky Rappenchuk to the Productivityist Podcast. Becky, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So I'm looking at the the book, Clean Mama's Guide to a Peaceful Home, Effortless Systems and Joyful Rituals for a Calm, Cozy Home. And one of the things we chatted about as we kind of got to know each other a little bit before we hit record was this idea of systems. But I want to go into the effortless part. At first, because that's a nice promise for people who are trying to, you know, I want to have this peaceful home, but I want it to be as effortless as possible. So this is a big ask right out of the gate. Um, Why is it important that when someone is trying to build a peaceful home that these systems are as effortless as possible? Well, you want to take the guesswork out of things. I think that that's where the effortless part comes, because if you are looking at a messy kitchen... (laughs) (laughs) and you're thinking, how am I going to, where do I start? What am I going to do? You, you're at, you're kind of starting like behind the eight ball, so to, so to speak. And you want to be able to be figuring out how to keep that kitchen clean in a way that it does feel effortless. You're not thinking about what to do. You are just doing, you're cleaning certain things at certain times. You're taking that guesswork out of it. The effortless part means that you are, I mean, obviously, if you are doing it with um, your body, you are putting forth some sort of an effort, mm-hmm. but the, but you want to make it so that you're not taking that time to think about it or worry about it. It's just coming at, like, it's coming across easily, and it's easy for you to do because you know what to do, and you know when to do it and what comes next. Well, and in the book, you you broken things down to a point where the effortlessness starts to come in because, again, it becomes habitual, right? And one of the things that I, I as I went through the book, I couldn't help but chuckle when you started talking about your pain point tasks and your happy tasks because you and my son have a lot in common when it comes to the pain point tasks. I don't think you do what my mm-hmm. 10-year-old son does when he has to do the dishwasher because I can't imagine you thra- thrashing on the floor with a tantrum when it has to happen. I mean, if it does, I, that that was not apparent when I went through the text of the book. But can you can you kind of explain not only I mean, 
where where that idea of like the definition of making sure it's important to kind of identify those pain points and the, the and the, and the happy tasks that you have but what people why it's what the process is of kind of putting those in place and then making sure that they you can alleviate some of that pain and also elevate some of the happiness well the the whole point is when i like it's okay to say i don't like doing this sure. <laughs> it's okay to say this isn't my favorite job this isn't my favorite task I hate doing X, Y, Z, whatever. So for instance, one of the things that I really don't like doing is unloading the dishwasher. Now there are, and I don't really like loading it either. I just don't really like anything. See you and my son, kindred spirits. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's after you've made a meal, you're kind of done. And then to have to rinse out the dishes or wash the dishes and then put them in the dishwasher. And it's like one more thing. And then when it's all done, then you have to unload everything and put it away. And it's, it's like just one of those things I've never liked doing. Now, there are a lot of different things that you could do. You can delegate, you can have other people help. There is, you know, there are different ways to, you know, get that task done, but you can also, if, if someone isn't there to help you with it, or you can also assign something to that task, like a happy task to make it a little bit more enjoyable. So what I did was I started unloading the dishwasher. I get up early. I'm the first one up. And if I wait for my kids to get up and unload the dishwasher, it's probably going to make us late for school. And then I'm going to still end up unloading the dishwasher (laughs) or doing something when they're uh, after they're gone and at school. So it kind of, for me, it feels like, if I'm home, if I'm up first and they're going to school, I'm going to unload the dishwasher. But I paired that with making my coffee and started timing myself because I was like, okay, how long does this actually take to unload the dishwasher? Why is this such a huge thing? Is it really that big of a deal? Is it taking me that much time? And so I timed it and it's like about the exact same amount of time as brewing a cup of coffee takes. Mm-hmm. It's like under three minutes. We, we have five in our family we always have a full dishwasher in the morning, but if I, I timed it and did it quickly, it's two to three minutes. It's not long at all. It is definitely not long enough to, you know, throw yourself on the floor and have a fit over or, <laughs> or, you know, or procrastinate, you know, like later in the day. I, so I just realized I just need to get this task done and figure out how to get it done. And then when the kids come eat their breakfast, they can, make their own breakfast, put their dishes in the dishwasher. And I'm not having to put them in the dishwasher. They're taking care of that because the dishwasher is empty. It takes them, you know, 10 seconds to do that, but it would have taken longer and kind of prolonged the whole morning routine. And it just feels like a better fit for us when the kids are going to school. So like on the weekends, they'll unload the dishwasher and and all that. But that is how I, figured out how to make that pain point task, that task that I just don't like doing a little bit more palatable by pairing it with something I love, which is my coffee. (laughs) And I'm motivated to quickly finish that up so I can have my cup of coffee and go sit down and relax, read whatever I do by end of doing in the morning before the kids get up and before like that morning routine starts. Well, and, and, it's interesting because I, I actually call that tandem tasking, right? Where, I mean, because multitasking, people love to have the idea that they can multitask. But in that instance, it's kind of like going for a walk and 
and listening to an audiobook or in your I do the same thing. I I know and this this is what drives my wife nuts and it's it the funny thing is is that I finally was able to kind of explain to her like listen, I'm going to let my gooseneck kettle boil, right? So I press the button down and while I'm waiting for it, yeah, I will tidy the kitchen up. I will do like the little things cuz there's something about and I don't know what it is and I've fought it for years like if I know that the kitchen is messy, like it, you know, or something needs to be, I will do that stuff instead of going down to my study and writing or doing some work, right? Because it's just, it's easier to do that to some degree, mm-hmm. right? And so what I do is I, I tandem task the making of the coffee like you did when I use an AeroPress and I like, I, I have a bit of a ritual around it, go figure, but mm-hmm. I will do some of the, I won't necessarily unload the dishwasher, but there's certain dishes that we do wash by hand. I will put those away. Like I will... You know, I'm a tidy person. My wife is more of the clean person. She's the one where she'll run her finger along like a, a frame of a picture and and go, oh, this whole room needs to be cleaned up and down sideways. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, I don't see anything because <laughs> the floors are, you know. So, again, it, it's that. How do you how do you navigate that? Actually, that's an interesting because I think that can kind of disturb the piece a bit is like the idea of what one person, especially when you're navigating a house with, you know, your husband, three kids you know, you've got pets and all that stuff. We've got two kids of, you know, varying ages. One's a, you know, 16 year old, one's a 10 year old. My wife is, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're the adults in the household, but how do you, how do you get your family together to understand like what, this is what a peaceful home looks like. This is what we need to do to make it work for all of us. Yeah. And what my kids are 15, 13 and nine. So similar ages there. Um, And I think the first thing that was really helpful for me to realize is that everyone has different levels of what they see as clean. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) So now kids don't necessarily, I mean, they fall under that. You can say, well, she's, or he's super neat and tidy and she, or he is a slob, you know, like there's like kids have different qualities too. But I would also say like, I wasn't, I like my room clean, but it wasn't like I was like a total neat freak as a kid. Um, and, but I think just realizing like everyone has different levels of like my, I can walk into a, into the house and be like, this place is like a disaster. Right. My husband will be like, it looks fine. (laughs) 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 Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, are are you kidding? Don't you see this? Blah, 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 blah. You know, like it's definitely, we all have different levels. So I think that's the first thing to understand. Like what you feel is clean is not necessarily what he or she feels is clean. So like, let's start there. And I think you can have a conversation around, okay, this like, what makes a room feel clean to you or what makes something feel picked up? Like does the laundry on the floor bother you or does, the, you know, <laughs> what are the, what are the things that bother you or do you not even see those things? My husband, I mean, I, I truly think that some people don't see certain things Mm -hmm. too, like they can look past it, but then there's also the studies that say clutter uh, adds to our stress levels. Mm -hmm. So once you actually remove the clutter, then your stress levels, you know, decrease and you're, you feel calm. And so I argue all the time, like just for the fact of not with my husband, but just like online in general for the fact of you don't, until you take those things away, and until you clean that space, you, you don't really necessarily know what that effect is on you. So I always say like, hey, let's clean this up and see 
how it feels and then kind of go from there. So like with kids, uh, I was an art teacher for 10 years. So I like did messy, messy things right? (laughs) and also figured out how to clean those things up with kids and showing them the right way to clean things up and um, putting things away and having a, you know, classroom full of 25 first graders with paint and brushes and, you know, the crazy stuff. But it always comes down to show and not tell. Anytime you are showing someone how to do something or helping them with how you think something should be done or discussing it rather than just like barking orders and telling people to do things, I think that's super helpful. Um, If you are not on the same page with your spouse and it always is going to come down to communication and saying, this, it really bothers me that we can't seem to clean up this room. Can we work together this weekend on it for just an hour? Right. Would, would that be okay? You know, like actually communicating that and saying what you, that it bothers you or what you need. I mean, they probably don't have a clue that it bothers you, but you could be like crabby about it or, <laughs> you know, like shooting like darts with your eyes because you're mad about it, but you're not, you know, like without saying something, it's not, nothing's going to change. Um, so I'm always like, show, don't tell. And mm-hmm. always make sure that you are communicating how something is making you feel. Um, and then when, and when all else fails, clean it. Don't, or don't complain about cleaning it or being the only one that's cleaning it. And then when it's done, say, Hey, I spent an hour taking care of this mess here. Can we keep it like this? For a little bit and see how we feel about it you know like that's like that's always like my you know like my last resort <laughs> yeah yeah i i want to talk about the reset the idea of and, and as we're recording this you know it's early in 2021 and so people are big on resolutions you know they've been most resolutions by the time we're you know actually around the week that we're recording this mid-february Uh, Most resolutions have followed by the wayside. So they need kind of a reset. And you've got in the book this reset checklist. Now, when you look at this checklist, some people would be maybe overwhelmed by it initially, right? Because it it, it seems like a lot. So when someone's trying to do a clean home reset and they're looking at the checklist or just thinking about doing the reset in general, how do you make it so that they can break through the bias of, oh, my goodness, there's no way I can make this happen. It's just too big. I guess we'll just keep the status quo, well, quo. Well, I think that the the main thing to see is I always break things down, like, into so many little teeny tiny steps. And the Clean Home Reset checklist that's in the book covers different rooms. Mm-hmm. So I would say the first room is the kitchen. That's where we start. And that's broken down into, like, storage an organization, food storage, meal planning, grocery shopping, food prep. So I broke, I break down those things that are kind of tend to hold people back. And I show through the book how you can kind of reset those areas and find new routines, new rhythms that you are able to work through um, a little bit differently. There's no start or stop time. Mm-hmm. There's no finish line. This could take you a year. It could take you a month. I mean, honestly, it's designed to be broken down so that you are resetting your home. I always think of if you, I would rather do do any task well than do it halfway or a quarter of the way 
you know, I, I want to finish that task. So if it takes a month to go through the kitchen organization part of the book, that's fine because you are actually putting those routines in place and figuring out what works in your home or your kitchen. Um, throughout the, the whole clean home reset, there are, there's a, in the book, they're called decision trees mm -hmm. and you can decide whether or not this is an area you need, you need to work on. So you don't have to go through the entire clean home reset checklist in its entirety. You might find that your living space is great and there's nothing to tackle in there. So you're going to move on to your office and paperwork. So it's not, it doesn't have to be, it's designed to alleviate the, um, like those pain points for you to show you new ways to do things, new ways, different things to try, different ideas for pairing things together. So you're getting more done, but getting it done well and finding success. And you, you can clean your bathroom and never clean it again. But I want you to, I would much rather if you cleaned your bathroom every week and built that into your routine. So right. I'm showing you through the book how to get in the habit of cleaning your bathroom weekly because that's going to make it so much more easy instead of deciding you only clean your bathrooms when it's bad or when company's coming over. Oh, we haven't been able to have anyone at our house. So I don't know the last time I cleaned my bathroom or, you know, you're, I want you to see that there are different uh, there's there's different ways to accomplish this whole home like nirvana essentially where everything feels like it's working together and it's working with the people that are in your home and you're feeling that calm and that peacefulness because you are doing the hard work of figuring out what works best for the people in your home. And now let's take a break to talk about this episode's sponsors. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? Do you want to have a productive summer, one that's both slow but also allows you to grow, but something's going to get in the way? I know that that's come across my plate, especially considering that my kids are going to be home nonstop. And I know that there's going to be some things we want to do, but I also have my other obligations to you and to everybody out there with my work. And it kind of lets anxiety creep in a whole lot. Well, I don't need that. I want help for that. And BetterHelp helps me and BetterHelp can help you as well. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll connect in a safe and private online environment. It's incredibly convenient, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. You can send a message to your counselor anytime, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, and you can do this all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. And the service is available for clients worldwide. I'm in Canada and I'm using BetterHelp. And you can find the particular expertise you need online. So you don't need to limit yourself to the counselors that are located near you. Plus, anything that you share is confidential. And what's amazing is that BetterHelp has licensed professional counselors who are specialized in a wide variety of fields. Anxiety, which I mentioned off the top, self-esteem, family conflicts, sleeping, relationships, and many more. BetterHelp is convenient. BetterHelp is professional. BetterHelp is affordable. 
BetterHelp is something that you really should check out. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener of the Productivityist podcast, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash timecrafting. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash timecrafting to get that 10% discount off your first month today. Check out betterhelp.com slash timecrafting now. Are you tired of facing the challenge of getting things done and trying to find all the right tools to make sure you can do that? All the right apps? Here's the thing. When you're hunting for apps, you're going to find that not all apps do what they promise. You know, it's easy to download a lot of them. You can set up the accounts. You can even pay a small fee to use them. But then they sit unused. They gather dust on your desktop and they start to clutter your devices and they're apps that just don't work out. Well, that's why there's Setup. You see, Setup is on a mission to help users get more done. With Setup, there's no worrying about having to search for apps to solve a problem because with Setup, you get high quality apps for every task. You can quickly find and select the most effective apps you need for tasks, both the ones that you do every single day, but then there's the ones that you only do once in a blue moon. Setup curates and recommends the right apps for you so that you can focus on your work. I'm a Setup user and I, like many others, feel more empowered because we're more confident that we're spending time on our tasks. You see, we have the right apps at our disposal, so people who use Setup are more productive. They get more done and they spend more time doing what they enjoy. With Setup, you can think about your tasks and not your apps. If you're concerned about how much you're going to get with Setup, well, let me tell you, Setup packs over 200 high-quality apps for your Mac and iPhone into one, and there's an app for almost any task, so you can stay in your flow and finish what you started. New apps are added to Setup regularly, updates are free, and all the apps are full-featured pro versions. Setup's also a great value. Instead of paying thousands of dollars for separate licenses, there's just one flat monthly fee. And I want you to head over to Setup to try Setup for free for a week. So head to setapp.com. And if you like Setup, plans start at just $9.99 per month. That's ridiculously inexpensive for everything that you get with Setup. You can use Setup for as long as it's useful for you. And trust me, it's going to be useful for you for a long, long time. So head to setapp.com, that's S-E-T-A-P-P.com right now and try Setapp free for a week and let me know what you think. And when you sign up, starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. So Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. 
Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash ConVo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Let them know that Mike Vardy sent you. That's setapp.com. Check it out today. And now, let's get back to the show. I want to shift gears and go back a little bit because the resets, I think it's it's in that second kind of element through the book, you know, the idea of doing the clean home reset. But I think that knowing what you've got these guidelines, these seven peaceful home guidelines, which mm-hmm. I think are, again, there's a simplicity element to it. There's a simple, and, and you call them little steps. I think that that, would you not say that those are the building blocks really of like, okay, once they get these down, once someone, you know, if you're listening right now, once you get these down, it's like, okay, it makes that idea, like you were saying, that makes the idea of doing a reset of tackling some of these bigger things a whole lot easier because you're kind of handling, for lack of a better term, the maintenance or the, 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 the kind of level set stuff that you need to do on a regular basis. Can we go over some of these guidelines? Because I think they're, yeah. they're, 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 especially when you're navigating such a dynamic family, it makes it a whole lot easier simpler to make the right choices with where you're going to be putting your time and your energy on a regular basis, especially around keeping a peaceful home. Yeah, for sure. So the first one is take it out, put it away, which is something that I've repeated to myself forever. <laughs> it's what I taught my kids when I was teaching. Um, I you know teach my own children it, but if you take something out, you put it away. So take it out, put it away. It could be something that you write down on a post-it note and to put up for, to remind people, but it's something that whatever it is that you took out, you put it away. Getting into that habit daily is super helpful. Um, In the book, I talk about having like, there's different times of the day to be decluttering or to be putting things away, frame them around meals. I think that that's always the easiest. So like after breakfast, you're going to, anything that you took out, you put away. You have you know, jam and bread and butter, you put it away. <laughs> you know, if you have little kids and they're playing with their toys, but they're going to, um, you know, it's time, almost time for lunchtime, take that, you took it out, put it away. You know, so you're not like leaving things 
kind of in limbo and until you come back to them. I think that that's the main principle with that. And it's super helpful with any age. It's going like adults all the way down to children. It is something that is really helpful for keeping your home neat and tidy and just making things easier. If you, it's so much easier to put away five things rather than to put away a week's worth of stuff that you just decided I should probably pick this room up now. So that's, that's the first one. Um, and that's where the effortless part comes. So if you are just taking that, you know, whatever you use, you know, this morning, you're putting those things away. It's not taking a lot of effort. It takes you a couple seconds to put those things back, move on to the next thing. So that's kind of where that effortless concept kind of starts to fill in. Um, I, I have a cleaning routine that I talk about on the blog. I talk about it at the end of the book. Um, it's kind of the foundation of Clean Mama, but we have daily tasks. And one of the daily tasks is clutter. And that's something we deal with every single day because we are making clutter, bringing clutter into the home, whatever it is. So making that part of your peaceful home guideline is super helpful just to deal with clutter daily. It can be papers from school. It can be your mail. It's bringing your mail in from outside open it up, you recycle what can be recycled, file away the bills of whatever it is, you're taking care of that. So you don't have that stack on your counter that you need to now go through at the end of the month and see which bills you missed or anything like that. You're dealing with it daily. And it's helping to create a peaceful home. Um, The third one is one in and one out. This is just a helpful principle, like to think about before you purchase things. So if you're trying to, um, consume less or keep your budget under control, whatever it is before, if you just think about, is there something I can let go of to bring this in? Or is this something I really need? I think it's just helpful for purchasing in general. If you are dealing with a lot of clutter and you're reading the book to help you declutter your home, which you absolutely hundred percent can and should use it for that. Cause that's what it's, you know, one of the intentions but instead of bringing things in, you're going to let something go. Um, if you have a lot of clutter, you might need to say, I need to let three things go or two things go before I can purchase that another basket to sort things in, you know, <laughs> like you're so just so you're not, it's more about being mindful of what you're bringing into your home. Um, I talk about regular decluttering. So while we do daily, like a clutter check, actually doing like a more of a major decluttering in different rooms is helpful once you have your home the way that you want it to be just so that you are assessing what's there. Are there things that I can give to someone donate? Um, Is there something that we don't need anymore? Have you outgrown your clothing, you know, whatever it is, just making sure that you are looking at your belongings, and your possessions, and making sure that what you have in your home is what you want in your home. Um, I am like a, the next one is say no to junk drawers. I am, I I am not, I do not have a junk drawer. I don't, I think that everything that you have should have a specific place. Yeah. You need to, you you need to define it because otherwise, I mean, it's the same thing. Sorry to, to, to jump in here, but it's the same thing that when I tell people they're going to theme their days and like, well, I have a free day. I'm like, that's a terrible name for your day. 
because mm-hmm. anything can fit in there and you'll find a way to fit anything in there and then you won't get nearly as much focused work done around a very specific topic because your brain goes, oh, it's free. I can do whatever I want. So the junk drawer kind of acts in the same manner, right? Oh, absolutely. It's junk drawers are junk drawers <laughs> and they're going to be overflowing. You're not going to know what's in there. You're, you're going to look in your junk drawer for what you can't find anywhere else. But if you actually had a place for that thing, then you wouldn't be, you know, scouring your junk drawer to try to find it. So um, it's just stuff that's, you know, delaying it the either the inevitable or delaying where it needs to be going. So I'm definitely not a fan. Um, <laughs> um, group like with like is another one. So when you're organizing, when you're putting things away, um, when you're sorting things out, put the same thing together so that it's just easier. Think of it like your silverware drawers. If you if you just throw every like put the spoons in with the forks and the knives, I mean it's sure you can still find the spoons with the forks and knives, but it's going to take you a second to locate the right one. Just put it in the right slot and approach organizing the same way that that's not like a, um, like a crazy method for organizing. That's just, it's easier to find things when you put things like things together, it looks better. It's going to, you're going to be able to find things quickly and easily. It, it's just going to make it nicer. <laughs> and then um, the seventh one is zones. Uh, making sure things that are, are in zones is super helpful. Uh, one of my favorite zones is a, like a zone in, I mean, back to the dishwasher, but in the kitchen. So wherever your dishwasher is, if you have a cupboard above that, that's where you should put your dishes. So you can stand at your dishwasher unload it and put your dishes there. You don't have to turn around. You don't have to walk across your kitchen. You don't have to, you know, move past anything. That's your dishes zone. So everything your the drawer for your silverware should be right to the right or to the left, depending on if you're right or left-handed, it should be, you know, right there. So you can put your silverware there. Um, I have the drawer below my silverware is for cutting boards. And then the two cabinets right above my dishwasher are for plates and bowls and in mugs and everything just it's a zone it keeps it easy um there's no thinking about it it makes sense if someone else were to come into you know the house and need um you know silverware hopefully they would know oh it's right there because that makes sense it's by the dishwasher (laughs) well yeah and i mean again i think that being thoughtful about this stuff most people don't take time to step back and get really clear about um big things let alone like bigger things at work and and in general in life and when they start to think about like again the spectrum of their home which is where they're spending the bulk of their time at least they should be right Mm -hmm. i mean uh to be more thoughtful about the way that you approach it. And again, it it doesn't have to be, I mean, we're, I mean, for example, you're mentioning like where the silverware goes and the cutting boards go. I mean, every home is a personal scenario, right? Like, I mean, depending on the design, all that stuff. So there, you mean, obviously you want to be practical about it, but by the same token, like I can't tell you, Becky, how many times I look in this utensil drawer, I'm like, there's some stuff in here that does not need to be here. Like not, not just not mm-hmm. need to be here in the drawer, but in this house, you know? Um, so I, I think that when people start to approach their 
their environment, right? In which, again, the home is a big part of that with some mindfulness and some thoughtfulness and just like, you know, take a pause and figure that stuff out. And again, knowing that you don't need to do it all at once too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, because mm -hmm. most people want that, um, and I know when when they take on a new system or they take on a new framework or ritual, they want to do it all at once, right? They want to, okay, I'm going to get in shape, so I'm going to hit the gym hard. I'm going to go for runs. I'm going to do that. And then they're like, well, that didn't last long. Well, of course not because it's these one degree, as James Clear talks about, like this 1% change, right? This 1% adjustment, especially when you're bringing along a family, right? Because like right. you said, everyone has different agendas. And then there's these other things. I mean, you talk about the whole house clutter catchers later on in the book and, and the idea of, um, you know, uh, making your own making your own products, right? Like your tried and true recipes. Like these are things you, when someone reads your book, th this is not a, okay, do this all now and then your home will be peaceful. It's more about, it's a, um, it's a process, right? Right. Yeah. It's a, like totally a process. And the other thing that I think is really important is, you know, we want everything instant and done for us. And I think it's the whole point of the book is to step back and say, hey, well, there's no rush here. <laughs> I can I can develop these systems. I can develop these routines over time. The house is still going to be here. The mess will still be here. Like I can start to implement these things little by little. And it's okay if it takes two weeks to really figure out the best place to put my dishes and glassware and silverware in my kitchen, because that's going to pay off tenfold when I'm, in, I'm not throwing myself on the floor to load the dishwasher <laughs> or unload the dishwasher. You know, it's not, um, I, I think it really is. It's so helpful just to, it's okay to, for things to take time. It's okay to move slow. We don't have to like blaze through this as quickly as possible. And I, it's like, an, I want it to be an invitation to slow down and to really think through some of these decisions in your home. And sometimes like, for instance, when we moved into our home, we've been here for 11 years. There were things that I didn't unpack and put away. Someone else did it because we had help. Uh, I had a friend that came over and helped and put things away for us, which was so wonderful. But I never really thought, is that the best for me? <laughs> you know, like, it's okay to say, or that worked great when the kids were little and they needed, you know, their sippy cups at a lower level or bowls at a lower level. That was really helpful, but we don't, we can use this cupboard for something else now. I, it's okay to change how, you know, how you look at things or how you um, perceive different like organizational strategies. That's going to change with time as um, you just go through life and you have different needs and um, things are just different. All right. Uh, Becky, before I let you go, uh, I always try to end things off with one simple action that somebody can take. So if they want to, if you want to impart something to the listener right now to say, Hey, look, here's one simple action that you can take to get closer to that peaceful home you're looking for. What's one simple thing that they can do right after listening to this episode? I'll give you two. The first one is to go make your bed because I think that that is, it's such a big step in moving forward in the day. Um, so go make your bed. If you already made your bed, you know, gold stars for you. But the, I would also say to scrub your kitchen sink. So tonight or right now, what, whatever works for you, um, you can mix up a little nightly sink scrub. It's baking. So you can just sprinkle a little bit of baking soda in your sink. Give it a little squirt with dish soap. 
and use a scrub brush or a sponge and scrub your kitchen sink, rinse it, and it's going to make you feel a little bit better about your kitchen. Your kitchen sink will be sparkling. It puts an end to the day. I love having like a, um, a specific, like the kitchen is closed <laughs> kind of a signal that will do it for you. Um, and that's what I would recommend um, giving that a whirl. Becky, the book is called Clean Mama's Guide to a Peaceful Home. Where can people pick up the book and keep up with the work that you do? Yeah, there's a link on my website um, for the book. It's also, you can find it on Amazon, anywhere books are sold, um, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble. um, Your local library should have it. And you can find me at cleanmama.com. And um, I'm on social at cleanmama. It's M-A-M-A. And uh, I'd, love, I'd love to connect with you there. Becky Ravenchuk, thanks so much for joining me today on the Productivity is Podcast. Thanks for having me. It was great. Now, aren't you inspired to get organized and build a peaceful home and yet stay productive in the process? I know I am. And I'm really glad that Becky joined me on the program today. You can find everything that we talked about in the show notes. And of course, if you are interested in learning more about what Becky does, those are in the show notes as well. What's also in the show notes is the ability to subscribe to the podcast. Whether you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever, you can subscribe to the podcast with one simple press of a button or a screen because the button... Anyway subscribe. That way you don't miss a single episode of what's coming up and you can easily search the archives for a plethora of productive people that I've interviewed over the past several years. So hit that subscribe button now and that way you don't miss a single episode and it just makes it easier and more peaceful for you to peruse the Productivityist podcast archives. That's it for now. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivityist podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. See you later.